Welcome to Solutions Cast, a CFC podcast that highlights cooperative network projects and leader stories, as well as economic and energy industry insights. I'm your host, Christine Pachenik. I'm excited to be launching our third season of Solutions Cast. We hope you enjoyed listening in 2023, and we are happy to have you back for 2024. Across 2023, we dove into a variety of member focused topics covering resiliency and reliability, leadership development, and technology trends. Here with me today is Jan Allen of CFC. Jan, you've been with me before, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Well, thanks Thanks again for having me on uh, the podcast, Christine. My name is Jan Allen. I'm the Vice President of Utility Research and Policy here at CFC. I handle our federal relations group as well as our industry research team that tracks major developments in the industry, and we do our best to communicate that to our members. Excellent. So I'm excited to have you here today because on this episode, we're going to give you a rundown of the top Solutions Cast episodes of 2023, and we're also going to touch on some trends for 2024. Taking a look back, the third most downloaded episode of 2023 was Discover How One Vermont Co-op is Building a Virtual Power Plant. On that episode, we spoke with actually you and Cyril Runner of Vermont Electric Cooperative about the future impact of virtual power plants, what impact they might have on the electric co-op network, and he also shared some of the initiatives that they have going on at his co-op. Can you tell me a little bit about how you define a virtual power plant and what did that trend look like for 2023? Yeah, this is a, a really exciting topic for 2023, and we've gotten a lot of questions from our members about virtual power plants in general. But Basically what it is, is is an evolution of what we've already seen within the industry, which is co-op acting as an aggregator of behind-the-meter resources, primarily for demand response. Historically, co-ops have had very successful programs integrating water heaters, for instance. Virtual power plant is really just an evolution of that concept, using a little bit more advanced technology, and also integrating multiple behind-the-meter resources. So not just water heaters, but smart thermostats, maybe batteries, EV chargers, anything that can be connected to the internet and uh, aggregated by the co-op. All right. So sounds like we're likely to hear more about that in 2024. Absolutely. So now our number two episode was North Carolina Co-op Uses AI to Improve Reliability and Safety. On that episode, we spoke with team members from Jones Onslow Electric Membership Corporation about their use of AI in vegetation management. So that's just one of the applications we are seeing AI being used in the utility industry. I'm sure there, there's many more, and AI is definitely a topic that's making headlines across a variety of industries, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if you go back to about a year ago uh, when ChatGPT was launched by OpenAI, it really took the world by storm. Uh, AI was something that wasn't really discussed all that much in society or within the utility industry at all. But in the past year, there's been a lot of discussion about what AI can actually do for the utility sector. The example on the podcast was a great one, predictive maintenance. That could be applied to up and down the value chain for utilities, predictive maintenance on equipment for generation systems, transmission lines, distribution network, you name it. That's probably going to be the main use case for co-ops going forward. There's a ton of data out there that co-ops have access to, been generated by AMI systems, sensors, you name it. So 
all this data can be analyzed through AI and provide more system efficiency, reduce costs, improve reliability, and so forth. The last thing that I think co-ops should pay attention to is the interplay between AI and member services, having easy, straightforward ways for members to get their questions asked about outages, ask questions about co-op programs, things of that nature, energy efficiency programs. That's going to be the next stage, I think, with AI. All right. Great point. And now the number one most downloaded episode of 2023 was how cooperatives can prepare for future EV sales growth. I know EVs were on our trends list for 2023. In that episode, we spoke with Alan Shedd of Oglethorpe Power Corporation about the continued growth of EV adoption, creating a national EV charging network, and how electric cooperatives can get ahead of that EV adoption curve. So where did that trend end up? That's a great question, and I'm not surprised that EVs was the most downloaded episode. EVs is one of those areas that it's going to be with us for a number of years. It's going to be a trend absolutely for the foreseeable future, so not at all surprised. The past year has been interesting on the EV side. There have been a lot of negative headlines, a lot of negative press surrounding EVs, talking about the lack of consumer adoption and so forth. Last year, if you remember, Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which brought billions of dollars to promoting EVs, not just manufacturing of EVs, but also purchasing of EVs. The headlines in the past six months or so have been pretty negative about lack of consumer purchasing of EVs. Now, provide a little bit of context there. EV adoption has actually been increasing. The rate of adoption has been increasing about the same percentage as it has in in previous years. The difference is that the EVs that traditional automakers like General Motors and Ford, they aren't really selling as well as the Tesla vehicles. Tesla still controls about 50% of the EV market. So they're really the elephant in the room. Just because Ford, GM aren't selling EVs doesn't mean that the EV industry as a whole isn't doing well because Tesla is such a dominant force within the industry. So more on that, I'm sure, this year as well. In addition to those three podcast episodes, we had a few other noteworthy pieces of content I wanted to get your take on. We actually did a few pieces in Solutions last year on SMRs, which are small modular reactors, including you did an economic and market watch podcast, one of our five-minute sister podcasts here. At the end of last year, an SMR developer, NewScale, announced the termination of the carbon-free power project, which ended the first U.S. deployment of SMRs. So what's happened in that technology space and what are the implications for the future? Yeah, this is definitely a, a major setback for the industry as a whole. SMRs, in theory, look great. Clean, reliable power. Theoretically, they can have really low cost. Manufacturing multiple SMRs in a factory and then assembled on site, as opposed to traditional nuclear facilities that are all custom made. So in theory, they work great. In practice, we haven't seen SMRs actually be deployed. So the cost is actually still really, really high. And of course, the issue with the new scale facility was that costs were just way too high for potential customers. They're having to weigh generation sources like renewables, natural gas facilities, and weigh that cost with SMRs. And they're just not 
competitive. That's that's really the issue. Now, we are at the very beginning stages of a potential long-term trend of having SMR adoption. The first projects are going to be pretty expensive. That's just how new technology works. But over time, as the industry learns, reduces costs and so forth, it could be more economically competitive. From a headline perspective, it's definitely a setback. There are other projects that are likely to go forward, namely Tennessee Valley Authority has expressed a lot of interest. Ontario, there's going to be a project uh, around 2028, 2029. And there's other projects around the world that we're likely to see in the coming decade. And now the last topic that I wanted to bring up was a big headline of 2023, which was the restarting of the Palisades nuclear power plant. We actually published a video with Wolverine Power Cooperative COO Zach Anderson about this historic agreement. What do you know about it and kind of what does that say about the state of the nuclear industry? Yeah, it's a brilliant move, I think. It's a fantastic way to maintain reliable, firm baseload power at the same time as as the utility is decarbonizing. It's a great alternative to other forms of generation because it, it is reliable 24-7. It does not produce any carbon emissions. So it's a great investment for the future. Of course, they also had the opportunity to, to restart this plan as opposed to build it from scratch. So that's a big advantage as well. On January 16th, we're actually going to be releasing our 2024 Industry and Economic Trends Report. I'm pretty excited about this. 2023 was our inaugural year for it. So definitely keep a lookout for that. But Jan, I want you to tell me, out of all the trends that we've touched on in the 2023 report, which were the most impactful and were there any surprises there for you? Well, I think what surprised a lot of people was the dramatic decrease in price of natural gas. Last year, we were talking about really high natural gas prices, although I will say we were pretty uh, successful predicting lower natural gas prices, but I think the industry as a whole didn't expect natural gas prices to be this low for this long. But going into next year, I think one exciting area for co-ops is renewable energy. The main reason I say that is because a number of co-ops are waiting to hear from the USDA Rural Utility Service regarding potential grant applications through the new ERA program. That's a $9.7 billion program specifically for electric cooperatives to use the money for renewables and other clean energy technologies. Grant programs like that, coupled with direct pay, or elective pay as they're calling it, is going to make renewable energy a lot more attractive to co-ops. So I think 2024 is going to be a big year there. So you've given us a few insights into 2024. Can you just kind of summarize that? What trends should we really be keeping our eye on? Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the same trends. Look, the industry does change, but it is evolving at different rates, uh, different speeds, depending on where you are in the country. EVs is going to be one of those big trends next year going forward as well. It really depends on where you are in the country. I think within the generation side, look at renewable energy, what's happening there, also what's happening within the energy storage market. We brought up virtual power plants. This is something that's of interest of co-ops. A few co-ops are experimenting with this. I think this is going to be one of those trends that will likely start to evolve as well. And then, of course, artificial intelligence. This is a big area of interest in 2023. I don't see that trend slowing down in 2024. 
Jan, as always, thank you for joining me here today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Solutions Cast. Be sure to add us to your favorite podcast app to receive the latest episodes right to your mobile device. Be sure to listen to more episodes of CFC Solutions Cast on your favorite podcast app and check out www.nrucfc.coop solutions for more electric cooperative news.